I'm Matt Bush with BPR News. I'm speaking with Asheville City Councilman Vijay Kapoor. Vijay, thank you for coming in today. Sure. Thank you, Matt. Going to the city council districts now. On Tuesday, the city council will be holding a meeting. First, just give us the details of what that meeting is and what's going to be going on uh, going on at it. And uh, the, it is open to the public. It is. So we, we're having a, a council workshop on July 2nd at 5 p.m. at the banquet hall of the Asheville Civic Center. Um, this is open to the public. What we'll be doing here is getting some information from our city attorney as to the legal options we have surrounding the, uh, the, the district system for elected city council members. This also could lead to a vote, not necessarily that night, but within whatever the next meeting could be on whether or not to take legal action. Is that what the council's examining right now? Sure. And I think what we're looking at in council is, is, is a variety of options. And we should be clear, this is not the first discussion council has had. We, we have been talking about this in closed session. This is the first time we've been having more of a, a public conversation um, uh, 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 about what to do uh, about districts. And, and obviously, some of us have, have taken different positions uh, publicly already as our thoughts on that. But this is also an opportunity for, for us to hear from the, uh, from the public as well. So let's talk about some of those positions. Your position has evolved, and you've been you've sent out two within the past few months. Some very detailed explanations of how your sort of position on this has evolved. As you ran, you were against the districts. Now you're saying you see how it's constructed right now. You're okay with them. Just sort of take us uh, through your evolution on this particular issue. Sure, man, and, and I appreciate you asking about this. You know, I think I was sitting in this chair, <laughs> I think about three years ago, uh, running for council two years ago, um, where I was explaining why I was opposed to the um, to the to the districts that that um, the district system that had been implemented by the General Assembly. Um, to take you back to that, that was a, a six-member district uh, with no at-large seat. Um, and uh, what was what happened was that was voted down by the um, by the public. Uh, and subsequent to that, there was a, a new uh, map, uh, a new system that was passed that had five districts: a south, a north, an east, a west, uh, as well as a one at-large seat and the mayor being at large. Um, and that was actually passed unanimously by the uh, by the state Senate um, and was ultimately signed into law and and as you said you know I, I have changed my mind on this and, and 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 I've been pretty clear about owning owning that change and you know the reasons why for that are kind of a, a myriad of reasons I mean but I think the most important one is that on my time on council um, there's a lot of issues that come to us and and I ran on um, the importance of dealing with the day-to-day issues that neighborhoods face. And and what, what I believe to have occurred and, and what I believe under the at-large system is that um, the neighborhood's needs are not being met under an at-large system. Um, under an at-large system, uh, you can have voting blocks of, of groups of people who have narrow interests um, that can win. And uh, I think what has happened is the day-to-day issues that a lot of folks in Asheville are facing, things like crime, things like improved roads, things like sidewalks, uh, things like development, uh, a, lot of those, a lot of those items, um, frankly, are being discussed by council. And, and I think that's to the detriment of the city. And, um, and, and that's one of the main reasons that I think it's important for us to go to districts. I've heard from a lot of people that, um, uh, you know, they don't feel like their voice is being heard on, on, on council. And, and you can kind of see it as a council member because – under the at-large system, when everybody is responsible, which is kind of the way it is now, nobody's really, really responsible. 
So people don't exactly know who to reach out to um, in order to get issues addressed. Uh, and those who do know, I mean, they know who to go to. Uh, what I'm really talking about is 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 other neighborhoods and, and other people who who feel that their their needs, frankly, aren't being met. And and I think they're right. You said you'd seen this on your time on council about blocks coming together to, that can be very narrow viewed or narrow viewpoints. What are some examples that you've seen of an issue maybe that you can tell us about? Well, so, so so what I'd say in this, and, and, and I mean this with no disrespect because they were very effective, but several years ago there was a there was a block of people who were who were uh, both pro and against whether or not there should be a park in the pit of despair, uh, and I think um, you know those type of issues, and, and they had a significant impact on on, on that on that election. Uh, there's absolutely no doubt about that, and so um, you know those those issues are important. I'm not trying to denigrate them in any way, but when you have a couple of blocks of 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 those similar type of issues and those similar type of groups, what ends up happening is some of some issues that are still important to people, um, but may not be enough to get galvanize a, an organized group, things, again, such as roads, things such as crime, things such as sidewalks, um, you know, th- th- those things often get somewhat short shrift. And if you're a politician um, and you're looking at this in a very narrow way as to how you want to get elected, um, you go with where the votes are. Uh, and and with a district uh, election, what it forces you to do is it forces every council member to really become an expert on all those issues facing the neighborhood, on crime, on uh, on roads, on development. Whereas under the current system, you really don't need to do that. I mean, you can you can actually just basically ignore a lot of those uh, those issues as long as you tap into. Um, whatever the the large voting blocks will uh, will decide to do, and, and that, that's just not my analysis. That that's analysis that that we've seen um, by by nonprofit voting rights groups. Um, you know, it's, it's very interesting that we talk some that there's been some allegations that this is a, a racial gerrymander in in Asheville, where um, in reality, if you look at it, um, a lot of the the voting rights groups, especially the NAACP Legal Defense Fund, has been fighting at-large systems in court in favor of at-large districts because they believe that a district system will actually better, oftentimes, will better represent um, the, the minority communities in a um, in a local election. So right now, you have this work session on Tuesday to hear from uh, the city legal folks about potential avenues to sue and whether or not then council decide whether or not they should sue or not. First off, we'll start with you. What is your position on whether the council should take legal action against this? So, you know, my, my take on this is, you know, so I'm a, I'm a former lawyer. I guess I still have my still have an active license. Um, uh, I don't practice the moment. You know, my, my take on this um, is that I, I don't I don't think that's a good use of taxpayer dollars. And, and, and I've got to be careful as to as to what I what, what my evaluation of this based on some of the some of the advice, uh, legal advice that privileged legal advice that that we've been provided. But but I just want to say it this way: um, North Carolina has been ground zero for gerrymandering issues, and and there is there is no deficit of nonprofit groups, voting rights groups, uh, who have sued on behalf of voters in North Carolina claiming either political or racial gerrymandering. Um, any person. In North Carolina, excuse me, any 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 voter in in Asheville um, has standing to challenge this, and any nonprofit group could could use that individual as as the uh, the um, the named named party in a lawsuit challenging this. And to date, no one has, uh, and I think that's a pretty good indication of the legal case that the city has. 
uh, as it as it relates to district uh, challenging this district system. So, looking at some of your colleagues on the council, the mayor has said she doesn't think the council has particularly or the city has a particularly strong legal argument. We won't use the word she used, but um, you also have three of your colleagues who wrote an op-ed in the Citizen Times, Brian or uh, Brian Haynes, Keith Young, and Shanika Smith, saying the city should sue. And f- one of their arguments was there is an obligation to sue because you, the referendum you referenced earlier, seventy-five percent of people roughly said we don't want districts. Well, well, Matt. So let's be let's be you know clear about that in terms of what that was. That that was the six district system, um, and that was that was that is not the one that is being that is set to go into effect in twenty twenty. Uh, so that was a spe- that was a specific vote that they that 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 individuals had on that particular matter. Now now did a lot of people was was that in in my mind a a an indication. Um, I think a message being sent to the General Assembly. Yeah, I think a lot of that had to do with that. So I don't. I don't mean to say that we have a totally new system here. Um, what I will say is this: is, is is in talking to a lot of the people that that I have, um, and the responses that I've gotten from from taking a very very public position on this, is that many people have said to me, "Look, I'm not necessarily opposed to districts. I'm opposed to the fact that Raleigh implemented them." on us. Uh, and, and I think the difference here and the issue that what I would say to those folks is, first off, I understand that feeling. That's part of the reason. Look, I voted against the districts. I voted no on the referendum. I was one of the 75% who did. But I think what that does is it doesn't get to the more important question, which is like whether or not the district system is actually good for Asheville, um, whether or not it's important, you know, what, what will help uh, better help us address some of the same concerns that those 75% or even 100% of people want in Asheville, which is affordable housing, which is quality neighborhoods, uh, which is, um, you know, a, a safe city, which is transit. We haven't, I think in my mind, actually addressed that question. I think a lot of people have said, look, we want to send a message to the legislature. And, and while I understand that, and certainly I felt the same way, I think it avoids that, that tougher question, which, which I think we should be discussing now. And I think we're starting to discuss that now. I think there's also a level of you. You said there's people um, telling you, "Well, we we just don't like that Raleigh intervened on this particular sure. topic." There's also, and it's not just in this particular case, but there are a lot of people like they're going to vote, but their voices aren't being heard. And I think maybe North Carolina is a good example of that with the amount of gerrymandering that's happened. So again. 75% of people say no, and then a year later, they're still getting a district system, slightly different than the one that they were voting against or they thought they were voting against at the time. But what do you say to people who so, well, our voices aren't being heard, even if, uh, you know, 75% people of people voted against this and sure. we're still getting it? No, and, and that, that, that's, an, that's an absolutely fair question. And, and you know, in my mind, you know, I'm looking at this as, as what I think is in the best interest of the city of Asheville long term to address the problems that we hear day to day about. Uh, and, and I realize that's put, that puts me at odds with a lot of folks. Um, and, you know, I've had some people tell me, oh, this is a political decision. Look, you, all you want is a South Asheville district. And, and I tell those folks, you know, if you talk to anyone who knows anything about politics, me changing my position on this could be one of the most politically stupid things to do. Uh, in ter- if I want to get reelected, uh, I mean, it just truly is. Uh, it would be a galactically stupid thing to do um, if that was my, my, my goal here. And, and, and it really goes back to that initial question, Matt, that you asked me, which is why I did this. And, and I truly believe that, you know, that, that the, neighbor- the needs of neighborhoods are not being met. I think under the current system uh, that is set to go into effect, the 2020 maps, I think they are, um, I think they are uh, uh, they're, 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 they're um, politically balanced. 
They're geographically balanced. Um, I think they are more likely to ensure an African-American will be elected to city council uh, over uh, over the long term. Just four years ago, there wasn't any African-American, there weren't any African-Americans on city council. And I think they will they will ensure that council members are more accountable to the needs of uh, residents and, 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 and neighborhoods. Another t- another potential avenue the city could look at this is with the city charter. Tell us what you can about that potential legal maneuver. Sure. So 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 Matt, this will be discussed more on uh, on Tuesday, and and I will I will do my best to 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 um, kind of tell you what what the process is, and if I'm if I'm incorrect on this, I will I will, I will let you all know, and, and certainly the city attorney will as well. So there's two options we have. We have two. If if if, if city council decides to to change to to move from a different to, to essentially to challenge these districts and move back to at, an at-large um, uh, election. There's there's two things, and, and we should also be clear too, Matt, that in that in that change um, by the General Assembly, it also eliminated primaries. Um, and I'll be very clear that I think primaries should be we, we should have primaries, and 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 so one route to do is to take a take a litigation route. You've already asked me the question about you know the assessment of that. The other thing to do is to to have city council change the charter, and what that effectively requires is that doesn't require a, a vote of the public. Um, that requires uh, a vote on our behalf, and there is a there's a specific process for that, um, where I believe it takes three council meetings in order to do it. I think the the charter change has to be introduced. There has to be a public hearing, and then there has to be a vote. So it'll require three different council meetings, just like we do similar with the budget. Um, the the only hitch is with respect to this is that um, any charter change and elections has has to take place ninety days before any election. Um, so uh, so that that is there is some timing issue there. Now now folks may say, hey, that's a great idea. The flip side of it is this: the general assembly then <laughs> can turn around and say, you know what, no. Um, we're going to put the uh, district system right back. And they are currently still in session. Uh, and this is a local bill, uh, which means that the governor cannot veto it. Uh, and that may happen again. And so all we are going to end up doing is kind of running around in circles. Now, they may decide not to do that. They may decide to do it at a later date. Uh, they may decide to take other action <laughs> in Asheville. Um, but uh, but that's, that's the process, that, as, as I understand it. So you have the meeting on Tuesday. It's a work session. What happens after that? After you've heard all the potential legal advice and the potential legal avenues, the city could you as a city council could go. Wrong. Sure, and that, that's a good question. And you know, some of that you know, this is Asheville, so it, it all depends what <laughs> what will actually occur at the uh, at the meeting. Um, but but I think at, at that point, I think there's a recognition on council for a couple of things. One is we've got to make a decision on this one way or the other. There's folks already lining up to run, and, and as someone who's run for council, you know, running in a district system is very different than running in a large system. And we owe it to the voters, and we owe it to folks who are who are willing to put their hat in to have to make a decision on this relatively soon. I think there's sort of two venues on this, uh, two avenues. One is the issue of the primaries, uh, which again I, I think they're I, I'm fully supportive of reinstituting primaries, and then there's the the, the other. Track of whether or not to move to an at-large system, and again, that that is that's that's going to be. Um, uh, we'll determine that uh, at, at the meeting as to whether there's um, you know enough support on council to to bring it back, um, and and move on that process. One of the other changes was moving the election years, and now next, yes. the election would have been this year. It will be next year. Go through that for a bit with us right now, just for a bit. As you're looking at legal action, even though, say, that, you know, that were to challenge and be successful, the election, I'm guessing, would still happen next year because we are very close to when 
people would have to people would already have to be declared if the election were being held this year. That's right, Matt. So 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 let me just say just up front, um, as my understanding is, there's no way we can challenge that. The the and and part of the reason is as again as I understand it is the um, the changes to the to the to the at large and district and primary system all impacted our charter, which we do have the authority to change. Whereas the um, the the uh, the voting the, the even year odd year voting uh, was outside of our charter, so we don't have the authority to uh, to to. Uh, to do that, so in ter- so there's not. Let me just say definitively, there's not going to be an election next this year. There will be an election next year. And then again, just to go through that very quickly, just to give people sort of the nuts and bolts of that. No primaries means, you know, in the last city council election, there were 14 candidates. You being one of them that were running for three seats, and you kind of got winnowed down to I think six That's right. uh, from the primary. That was for all at-large seats. Next year, people could be deciding two to three, you know, two seats at the very least, wherever they live, whatever district they're in, and then an at-large seat. How does that work then next year with no primaries? Right. So, so let, let's let's first take it under the under under what's due to go into effect. And next year, there there are there are uh, a couple districts. There's District One, which is West Asheville, District Two, which is Central Asheville, and then 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 there's the at-large seat. Without a primary, effectively, what that means is folks would declare. We'd have the election in November. Uh, and then whoever got the most votes, um, uh, regardless of how many people ran, uh, would be declared the winner. So that could mean someone winning with 20% of the vote or something along that line. Right? Exactly. Depending upon the number of folks who put their hat in the ring, which, again, I think is a terrible idea. And, and, I'm, I'm, and, and I think I'm completely supportive of reinstating that. Um, and that's the same thing, right? So if we move to an at-large system, same idea. It's that you know you could have up as many people as they want to to throw their hats in, and then whoever the top three were um, of that entire list uh, would be would be elected. And, and and let me just say this, you know, whereas I think there's you know there may be some um, differing views as to the um, whether or not we move from whether we would challenge the at-large versus districts, I think there's pretty much unanimity in terms of reinstating a primary, um, both as a candidate as well as someone who votes in this. It, it's we, we need to, we, That needs to be fixed. What's all my questions? Anything else you'd like to add? Well, the, the only thing I'd like to say is this, Matt, and I think this is this is really important to see is, is you know, there's been a lot of talk about um, kind of referring to, to what is in Asheville as a as a gerrymander um, and, and, you know, Prior to what just came down today, um, there was an open question as to whether or not there was a partisan, usually whether a partisan gerrymander was existed, and and, uh, at least at the federal level, um, certainly racial gerrymanders exist. And I think what's really clear, if you look at the data, which which I don't think folks really have in Asheville, and and it took me a while to do it myself, is that what's due to go into effect in 2020 is not a gerrymander in any any specific way. If you actually look at the data, what you see is um, a North District and a South District, um, which tend to be more moderate. Uh, than what I would consider kind of Asheville at large. Um, but folks folks have generally been focusing on the, on the South Asheville, saying that you're trying to get a Republican elected. What they're not looking at is District 1 and District 2, which is West Asheville and Central Asheville, which tends to be much more progressive <laughs> than one would consider at large. And then you look if you look at the East District, um, this is kind of Hall Creek, Kenilworth, uh, that area, that tends to really kind of mirror an at-large vote, and certainly did in the last election. So in terms of whether or not there's a gerrymandering, a partisan gerrymander, 
in effect, this is actually a politically balanced map. You have a north and a south, which tend to be a little bit more moderate. You have a, uh, a west and a central, which tend to be more progressive. You have an east that's a toss-up, and then you have two two districts, a excuse me, two at large, which is the mayor and the at large seat. So if you look at that, that that is actually a a pretty politically balanced map for the city of Asheville. Um, and I think pretty much reflects what we have on council now. Same issue as it relates to, to racial gerrymandering claims over here. And, and again, I'll go back to, to the fact that, um, you know, we haven't seen civil rights groups decide to file suit in, in Asheville. And I think that's a key indicator. The other thing is that, again, many of these organizations um, uh, have sued at large districts in order, excuse me, at large systems in order to move into to districts. Um, and in District 2, under the new uh, system, uh, there is actually almost a uh, almost double the, the, the percentage population of African-American voters than it is generally in the city. So, I mean, I find it kind of astounding that people would allege a racial gerrymandering when, in effect, the map that we may have right now could actually have been a remedy in a case that a civil rights group may have brought. So, so there's no evidence of racial gerrymandering, no evidence of partisan gerrymandering. There's good, size, there's good arguments on both sides of this issue in terms of at large versus districts. I've just come down because I think truly having a district system is a way that um, we are going to ensure that neighborhoods' needs are going to be better met uh, going forward in the city of Asheville. Well, Councilman Kapoor, thank you so much for coming in today. Sure. Thanks for the opportunity, Matt.